Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing how we need to stop normalizing toxic relationships while also sharing my experience and thoughts on relationships in high school and college. I wanted to touch on the topic of toxic relationships because I just feel like Gen Z and also the generation before us, the millennials, and definitely the future generations after us have and will continue to normalize toxic relationships. And it has been normalized for people to have to suffer and just hold someone down through many things like consistent cheating, for example, which is really not okay. And I think with the type of music and movies and shows out now and with all the advances in social media, that has made a lot of things normalized that shouldn't be. But a lot of people don't even realize they are normalizing unhealthy things because they're so used to seeing it. Also, even though this episode is specifically pertaining to dating relationships, I just want to say that friendships can be toxic too. So definitely be on the lookout for those kind of friendships where you are the one pulling all the weight, constantly arguing, seeing signs of jealousy, they put you down all the time, they are always not supportive of you, and just overall you never feel good vibes from them. I really believe that in both friendships and relationships, you should feel good vibes more times than not after being around them. And if every time you are around a person, you feel drained or like your whole mood has shifted in a negative way, then you might need to look deeper into it to see if you are in a toxic friendship and, you know, either try to talk it out with the person in a mature way or just remove yourself from that situation. And I know I've been there plenty of times and I've always been that type of person where I struggled to let go of people, but you have to learn to let go of what's not good for you anymore. So even though throughout this episode, I'm mainly going to be focusing on toxic relationships from a dating standpoint, some of the things that I talk about can definitely be applied to toxic friendships as well. So before I even get into actual relationships, like I want to just address what our generation has now proclaimed as the talking stage. (laughs) So my definition of the talking stage is like, okay, I just met this guy. We're texting back and forth to get to know each other. We'll hang out every now and then and see if we feel a connection or develop feelings. And to me, that is, what the talking stage is all about is getting to know someone and see if y'all truly connect without it being forced you know but see here's the thing so many people in this generation have turned the talking stage into something so toxic which often leads into like a toxic relationship and many people have turned the talking stage into oh like i'm gonna talk to you and like talk to five other people at the same time just to like see which one of y'all i want to be with um no that that's not how that really works um like you might as well just stay committed to being single into the single life if you want to do all of that instead of hurting people's feelings and wasting their time and if you're going to be committed to talking to a person and getting to know them and building a bond with them with intention of being in a a relationship then commit to them fully and just because y'all don't officially have a title yet that doesn't mean like you should talk to multiple people 
And the whole end goal of the talking stage is to hopefully be in a relationship with that person. But if you can't even commit in the talking stage, what makes you think that you're capable of committing in a relationship? And Brett Gray, who is an actor, and I mostly know him, I think he plays in other things too, but I know him from playing Jamal on the Netflix series On My Block, which I absolutely love him, by the way. I think he carries like the whole show on his back. Like I love Jamal, um, but he even talked about the talking stage before. And I feel like his wording could have been a little better when he was having his discussion on his, his, on his Instagram Live about it. Um, because at first he started out by saying the talking stage shouldn't exist because that's just an excuse to not commit and i was just really confused when he said that because i was like wait what like why would you not talk with someone first before dating like you don't just meet someone and say hey let's date and we'll get to know each other while we date but like as he continued talking i understood that he didn't really like mean it in that way i guess like the wording just wasn't placed right um, like what he meant was that when you are talking to someone, it has to go deeper than just texting back and forth. You have to be able to meet up with them and enjoy quality time with them, whether that's going out to dinner or bowling or something like that. And I really agree with that because with both friendships and relationships, in some of my experiences, I've had such a great connection with the person over text, but when we meet in person, the connection just wasn't there. So I think it's so important when you're talking to someone to make sure that y'all connect over text and in person, because there's no point in trying to be with someone who is cool over text, but in person, they have a whole different vibe. And I understand meeting in person with someone is a little more scary and it's intimidating, but if y'all hang out a few times and seem to never really be able to break the ice, then maybe it's just not meant to be. And I also loved how Brett Gray, he mentioned that in the talking stage, your main goal, again, is to get to know the person and see if y'all connect enough to be in a relationship. So this means being able to hang out with them during the day. But as Brett said, if this person is only hitting you up in the wee hours of the morning or at midnight talking about like, hey, do you want to come over at Netflix and chill? Like, no, those intentions are not pure. And that's where communication comes in. When you first even meet someone and y'all start talking, it is so important off rip to be like, okay, what are your intentions? Like, what do you want out of this? And in my last relationship, we texted for a few days and then we met in person at school in between our classes. And when we sat and talked in person, he straight up was like, okay, what do you want the end goal of this to be? Do you want us to be best friends? Um, do you want a relationship? Like, what do you want out of this? And we both mutually agreed that the end goal we wanted out of our talking stage was to be in a relationship. And I have really respected that he asked me that. So I feel like it's important to not just assume a person has the same intentions as you, which is why you just sometimes have to just flat out ask, like, look, what is our end goal from this talking stage? Like, what do you want? So, you know, that way there's no confusion and you will already know from the jump before you even waste your time or waste their time. So being very transparent is very important. And our society has normalized that it's okay to hang out with someone in the talking stage at like two in the morning. Like, come on now, you know that, you know, if you're hanging out with somebody at two in the morning, 
and a person is only asking you to hang out at that type of hours, like they're not really trying to get to know you or pursue a relationship, um, hanging out with you at two in the morning consistently. Now, maybe if y'all like went to um, a late movie and dinner, and then by the time all of it was over, it happens to be like 1230 in the morning, then that's one thing. But like hitting someone up at that specific time to hang out is no good. And I promise you nine times out of 10, they don't want you for real and their intentions are not good. Which by the way, just a quick safety tip for women and men. If you are meeting up with someone that you are talking to, or even if y'all are dating, I would definitely recommend sharing your location with at least one or two close people and just let people know where you are at because people are crazy these days. You just never know what can happen. So it's just better to be safe than sorry. And I know like I personally share my location with my roommates and even my friends like back at home two hours away from my college, I'll text them and I'll be like, listen, like I'm at this address with this person. I'm just letting you know, like this is where I am. This is the person's first and last name. So like just let anybody in your close circle know so if something you know happens they know where you're at and they can try to locate you and yeah so I also feel like it has been normalized to be in the talking stage for a really long time and that goes back to what Brett Gray said if you feel like you need to talk to someone for months on end or a year or something before deciding if you want to be with them that at that point that's an excuse to not want to commit and i personally believe at least like a month or so is a good time frame for the talking stage um i definitely believe before wasting your time and getting hurt by jumping into a relationship too soon you should definitely be in the talking stage for a good minute but it doesn't take months and months into years um, that's really wasting a lot of time. And I know some people are a little bit more slower when it comes to, you know, their pace and wanting to be in a relationship, but I don't think it should take you like nine to 12 months to be like, okay, I think we should date. That's a really long time and that that's wasting time. Um, but yes, definitely don't rush into a relationship. And most of all, do not force a relationship either. Like if, if this person is obviously not wanting to be with you or not communicating with you that they want to be with you then don't force it because like don't force somebody to want to be with you that's not a type of relationship you want and also maybe the better route for you and for some people um the better route is to just be friends with someone without the intention of getting in a relationship and just build the bond of a friendship and then if one day that goes somewhere then let it happen um different things work for different people but it's just so important to keep an open line of communication with that other person and be honest and intentional and don't normalize or practice leading people on because that's an extremely unhealthy and toxic trait so now into the actual dating part so Gen Z has it good, but like also bad when it comes to dating. It's good because we have more ways of meeting someone and looking into their life through social media. But then it's also bad because this is the generation of people that just can't really stay committed or they just don't stay committed because they expect too much out of a relationship. And social media has made it easier for people to cheat because they can do things like sliding into people's DMs. 
Also, many people have unrealistic expectations about relationships now because of social media, especially younger people in our society today because they see all these celebrity couples and popular YouTube couples and they instantly see perfection and expect to have a relationship like that. And people are real quick to call couples on social media relationship goals and become infatuated with other people's relationships all while not even knowing what happens behind closed doors. No couple is perfect and they show the world what they want the world to see. And social media can be really deceiving and manipulating in that way of making that couple look perfect. So we have to just stop normalizing looking up to these celebrities and social media famous couples because you don't even know what happens when those cameras turn off. Like for all you know, they could be on camera all lovey-dovey and as soon as they hit that power button to turn the camera off they are instantly in a fight and go their separate ways for the day so be your own relationship goals i feel like that's what really needs to be normalized building your own relationship goals listing out what you want out of a relationship and that's not to be confused with finding someone's relationship admirable that is completely fine to adore and keep up with other couples and be like, oh wow, like I love them, they're so cute together and I love their dynamic. That's one thing and that's fine, but it's when you start to idolize celebrity couples, that's what leads to toxic behaviors because you try to force your relationship to look like that one. You try to force it to look like the ones that are displayed to you. And you'll find yourself being like, well, such and such always treats his girl to weekly spa dates. Why don't you do that? And that's just unhealthy. Like you can't compare your relationship to other people's. And on top of that, sometimes your relationship can't be on the status of celebrity relationships because they're rich and the average person is not rich. So it can't, sometimes your relationship is not going to have that like, oh, buying you Gucci every week or something. Like that's not realistic for everybody. So, um, maybe they can afford like these celebrity couples and youtube couples they can afford to do the weekly spa dates but that's not you and your significant other's budget like that's not in y'all's budget so if doing something weekly genuinely means something to you and your relationship instead of comparing it like do something else that y'all can afford like have weekly dinners or like a lunch or and y'all can either cook it or go out whichever one works for y'all and then another reason why it isn't good to compare is because again you don't know what these other couples do behind closed doors for all we know like yeah it looks like this celebrity is paying for his girl to go on weekly spa dates but the whole time she's low-key paying for them herself like you just never know and that can be hurtful to your partner if you always throw it in their face that y'all's relationship isn't as good as somebody else's and if you want to work on bettering your relationship then have a mature conversation with your significant other about it and you don't have to just make them feel bad by comparing them because that's one of the worst things people can do is comparing you to somebody else like that's not fun um, we also have to just stop normalizing these toxic relationship phrases, um, phrases like you're my other half, you're my peace, you're the source of my happiness, like things like that. And I know those phrases mean well, but some people have turned them into a toxic mindset and they'll go into a relationship with the mindset of this person completes me. This person is my happiness and peace and joy. You just become attached and start to lose your sense of independence. And 
you have to have a healthy relationship with yourself and be happy within yourself before you are able to develop a happy and healthy relationship with somebody else. And a relationship should be when two whole people, not two half people, but two whole people come together. And you won't get much out of half a person and you can't depend on another person for happiness. That puts so much pressure on a person when their partner is making them feel like they have to be their source of happiness. Now, of course, definitely you should be in a relationship where you are happy, but you should be able to be happy and already have that instilled in you without feeling like you need another person to create your happiness for you. You should already have self-love and peace in order to radiate that onto someone else. You can't make another person happy if they don't already have happiness from within. So don't accept the love that you think you deserve, but accept the love that you know you deserve. Don't go into a relationship unha unhappy because like I said, it's just not the responsibility of another person to be your source of happiness like that's something that comes from within and that's so draining for your significant other to wait until you find um not to wait till you find yourself but it's just it's draining for your significant other if you're consistently like oh you know you are my source of happiness like you you are the one that makes me happy like yeah they should add that that's what i'm looking for they should add onto the happiness that you already have not like you don't have happiness and now they're the source that you are looking for so wait until you find yourself and love yourself before trying to get into trying to get another person to love and make you happy another toxic behavior that is normalized and glorified is for men to cheat and be taken back by a woman but when a woman does it it's like the end of the world when in reality both men and women cheating should not be normalized at all if you don't want to be with someone just say that and i keep harping on communication throughout my episodes in my podcast because if people just learned how to communicate and be open and honest we wouldn't be dealing with a lot of the toxic behaviors we deal with now and just like i said in my communication episode it is so important that you don't just communicate in a relationship but you actually comprehend what is being said to you like yes you can hear a person speaking but are you actually listening because that makes all the difference and we are really the generation of oh i want to have a hot girl summer and hot boys for the win and stuff and to me yeah i know it's a joke but it's cringy that in today's society we're just so accustomed to toxic behaviors that we make it a competition but my thing is is that if you don't want to be committed then just don't waste people's time also um to add on to that, don't normalize the whole women are trash and men are trash. It isn't a gender thing. There are just some people out there in general that have no regard for how they treat people. So we have to just stop pinning genders, genders up against one another on who is worse. And it also shouldn't be men are toxic or women are toxic because both people in a relationship can be toxic to each other. It's not women are more or men are more and so again just like i mentioned in my mental health episode it is so important to normalize therapy and getting help because sometimes the reason why a person is toxic is because 
that's all they grew up around is toxic behaviors. Maybe their parents had a toxic relationship, so they picked up those behaviors and brought them into their future relationships. Also, when a person gets out of a toxic relationship, they don't know how to unlearn those toxic behaviors. So when they get into the next relationship, they bring that baggage with them. And that is why normalizing therapy is so important because people need to get help on learning how to let go of the toxic behavior they learned so they won't cause someone else to suffer from it in a future relationship. We also have to stop normalizing people in relationships not being able to have alone time. And that is such an important one. Everyone needs space and this really ties into jealousy. In today's society, jealousy has been normalized so much and it'll be stuff on social media like if my man or if my girl even looks at someone of the opposite gender, I'll kill them and just stuff like that. And I'm just like, jealousy is not a cute trait to have at all. Relationships need trust. It is a key ingredient to make a relationship work. Now, there are definitely times where your significant other might be pushing their luck and you'll have every right to feel jealous or upset. For example, if they're checking out somebody else, like they're looking at someone and they have like googly eyes and stuff, then yeah, like you need to be like, what are you looking at so hard? Like, why are you like, what are you doing? But um, that stuff, like, yeah, you have every right to get upset. But when it comes to stuff like your significant other simply just like, doing a smile towards someone but you know like you know sometimes like I know in the south like you know people are very um southern hospitality like if you walk in a store and like you know you see somebody and you smile at them like that's fine like that's something that you shouldn't get mad over and if you do that's really showing signs of being a little bit over the top or even when it comes to stuff like your boyfriend having friends that are girls or your girlfriend having friends that are boys, you should have you should have trust that's built. And just sit them down and let them know what boundaries don't need to be crossed when they're with their friends that are of the opposite gender and just have that open line of communication. But you can't get jealous because your significant other is friends with someone of the opposite gender. And especially if that friend was in the picture long before you came in the picture. You can't expect to be the center of someone's universe just because y'all are dating. And I feel like social media and TV shows and movies and music and stuff has made it seem like you and your partner need to be together 24-7 and that is not the case. And they can't just cut off their whole social life for you. And I definitely believe in making equal and quality time for one another, but I don't believe in forcing someone to be up under you every second of the day. Relationships can come and go just like that, but real genuine friendships are here to stay. So what you don't want to end up doing is getting so wrapped up in a relationship that you diss all of your friends because if it doesn't work out, who do you have to lean on now? Cause you kicked all your friends out of your social life for this one person and then that doesn't work. Now, what do you do? You have to think about things like that. Um, it's actually healthy to give each other alone time in a relationship and it just reminds you when you have your alone time it reminds you that you are still an independent person and it allows you to just have some self-reflection time so you can give them your best self 
And honestly, it just gives you a minute to recharge and just regather yourself. And it can be just draining, giving other people all your time and energy and attention. And when you become drained and frustrated and frustrated, that might lead you into getting mad at them easily because you're annoyed. And that's why it's crucial to just take time to still have some quality you time. And it's important to keep in mind that every relationship has disagreements and no relationship is perfect, but there comes a time where it is toxic if everything turns into something passive aggressive and if y'all argue over everything. So just please learn how to communicate with your partner because it is so toxic to argue about everything and not being able to just have a mature conversation. This is why I believe it's very important to be low key in a relationship and that needs to be normalized. Low keyness needs to be normalized like really badly. And what I mean by that is of course show your significant other off on social media or in person or whatever y'all agree upon. But a huge toxic behavior that has been normalized in society is handling your relationship problems on social media. If you and your significant other are going through it, keep that between y'all. It is no one else's business. You are doing nothing at that point but embarrassing yourselves and giving the world something to watch as their entertainment. And even the subliminal posts that you post that throw shade at each other, like don't do that because everybody kind of figures it out and reads between the lines that y'all are throwing shade at each other. And then it's even more embarrassing after you and your significant other just went in on each other on social media for the whole world to see just for y'all to make up and post a picture of y'all boot up again the next day. So just save yourself the embarrassment and save yourself from nosy people by keeping your relationship issues low key and between you and your significant other. Another thing that is so important is to try not to get your family and friends involved in your relationship problems because once they find out your once they find out your significant other said or did something bad to you, you might be able to forgive them. Like you might be able to do that, but they won't. And now you'll constantly have people in your ear telling you to leave him or her. And there will be constant tension when you bring them around because they know what they did to you. So it's very important to just, of course, get advice when needed, but don't put all your business out there. So bottom line, keep your business, your business. And I also firmly just believe in low keyness just in general. Um, when you're in the talking stage or in the beginning stages of a relationship, or if you have goals you're trying to accomplish, I believe it's so important to be low key about it until it's stable. Because if you talk about it too soon to the public, it might fall through the cracks and now you have to go through the embarrassment of backtracking your announcement. For instance, with this podcast, me and my uncle, we were planning it for months before I announced anything because I didn't want to immediately announce that I was creating a podcast all the way in January and then not, and then not launch it until June. Um, that just wouldn't have been a good look to me. And also my most recent relationship I got out of was so low key at the beginning with, of course, with the exception of a few family and friends knowing 
And because of me being low key at the beginning stages, I didn't have to go through the embarrassment of, oh, like now I gotta go through and delete our pictures off of social media because I jumped the gun too quick to post us because instead I waited for us to become stable. We didn't become stable. So we never posted each other because we didn't make it that far. So it's very important to be low key. But back to toxic relationships. So there are just, some things you really just don't have to go through or put yourself through. This generation has truly normalized things like if you get cheated on, you should still stay and hold that person down. Or if you're in a relationship with someone who did something wrong, like just in general, it just shouldn't be normalized that you have to hold them down and justify their decisions. If you decide that you want to love that person unconditionally, that's fine, but you don't have to put up with their toxic or dangerous behaviors. And I actually saw a quote on Instagram the other day that said, you don't need to stay in a story that drowns you. It's okay to move on to better things. And I found that so fitting for this episode because it's okay to not want to tolerate toxic behaviors anymore. You don't have to keep wasting your time trying to perfect the story that is ultimately doing worse for you than better for you and it's constantly bringing you down. You shouldn't have to suffer in a relationship in order to gain happiness. Don't be afraid to move on. And I know personally, I know personally for me in my past relationships, I, I never took that as a compliment, being told I'm strong for standing behind someone that did this, that, and third to me. I actually look back and I'm like, girl, like what were you thinking staying in such a toxic environment for so long? But sometimes we need those lessons so we can learn what to and what not to tolerate in the future. Now, since this episode is about toxic relationships, I also wanted to cover what it's like dating in college and, and, and in high school too. Um, I guess high school leading into college um, and well, at least like my experience from that since it goes hand in hand with the crazy way of dating in Gen Z. So I know I'm still young, but I've had three, what I consider, I guess, legitimate relationships so far in my life. And I feel like all of them were so toxic. I really hate to say that, but I feel like all three of them were very toxic. Um, except for my last relationship I recently got out of in college. That was a very short-lived relationship that ended because I was just too mature for that person. And they were just in their own, they were just in their own world and clueless as to how relationships worked. But my other two relationships, my other two relationships were the epitome of toxic. I'm talking about constant arguing, getting cheated on, getting talked down on, manipulation. Like I was that girl that didn't believe people when they were warning me. I was one of those people that saw every single red, yellow, orange, blue flag possible. And I was still like, oh no, like he's just broken. You have to know him to understand. Um, yeah, no, never again. And please don't be like me. When you see those warning flags, please believe them and look into them before you get too deep in. I also always ended up with guys who were ungrateful for some reason. Like one of my exes, I made him something for the anniversary of his mom's death. And he was like, you could have done more. Like, can you 
please explain and tell me exactly what more I could have done. Mind you, I was literally 15 years old. Like be grateful that you, that I made you this very sentimental gift and card. Like I'm 15, what more did you think that I would be able to do <laughs> to help you out? Um, and really in th those kind of situations with like deaths of parents and those kind of anniversaries for things like that, like there's really not anything you can do, but try your best. Um, because I mean, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like there's not much you can say to say or do to make a person feel better after that. So I really tried and I just couldn't believe that he was not grateful for that. Um, and I really got, or created a sentimental gift and card so he could always have a piece of his mom with him so anyways then one of my other exes one day he legit started a full-blown argument because he asked he asked me if I could go with him to get donuts and I was like no and he was like you know what I buy you everything you want and you can't even get me donuts and that just led into a full-blown like argument and just like he was really mad and I was just like that was just really a moment for me where I was like wow am I really just about to stay in a relationship where I'm getting gone off on over simple stuff like donuts and speaking of that relationship that is another toxic relationship behavior that needs to stop being normalized the fact that people think you can buy someone's love or forgiveness that particular ex that was that said I can buy you everything um, he thought that by him just buying flowers all the time or buying me food and stuff that meant he could do whatever he wanted and no we have to stop letting that be something that is seen as okay because it's not a person can't just treat you however they want and then buy their way out of trouble and buy your love or think just because they buy you things they have the right to treat you wrong absolutely not <laughs> like no um, my exes also loved to hit me with this phrase of, wow, you're just going to leave me? Like, are we really going to do that? Really? After everything you've done and getting a million and one chances that you did not deserve, now you're going to hit me with the, oh, you're going to just leave me? Y'all, please don't fall for that toxic, are you going to leave me sob story? Because yes, you can leave what no longer is good for you and what has become toxic to your life. Do not drain yourself because someone's trying to hit you with that sob story. No. Another thing that needs to stop in relationships is shaming your partner for not having the same struggles as you. All three of my exes have said some, something to the extent of, oh, you wouldn't know about the struggles I've gone through and you use mommy and daddy money and you're a spoiled brat and all of this. And that was so frustrating to me because how are you mad at me because of the lifestyle I was born in? And what really bothers me is that I'm a very humble person. I've never been the type to flaunt my lifestyle. Yes, I've always dressed nice and carried myself well, but it's not like in a I'm better than you way. I've never been that type of person because I believe in karma and I firmly believe that if you brag and flaunt all the time, it could all be gone in a blink of an eye. And that's why I always believe in staying humble because you just never know when or if you'll hit rock bottom someday. So that was definitely them questioning my character, which I really didn't appreciate. But don't ever let anyone make you feel bad that you have a good life. That's not your fault. 
and no one gets to choose what family and lifestyle they're born in as long as you stay humble and you're not being all like big-headed about it like continue to just be you my mental health also played a huge role in my relationships ending and actually that was a huge reason why my last one ended my other two exes were somewhat able to handle my mental health but this last guy he was like no he was not here for it so um and i mean i'm not gonna justify how he acted but i will say like i can understand a little bit because dealing with someone with mental health like that's not as stable sometimes it is very hard because if, especially if you don't experience it or if you do but you kind of push it back and I feel like it's hard if you don't understand it um but my exes have always said things like oh my goodness you're overthinking everything you're complaining too much you make the biggest deals out of everything you're such a crybaby and all of this stuff and it was so hard because all i wanted was for them to listen to me and i don't mean to overthink i don't mean to be overly emotional but when you deal with anxiety like me it's like you're a prisoner in your own mind and it's the most frustrating thing in the world when people tell you to get over it and it's just not that easy. It's not like a light switch that I can just turn off whenever I want to. This is just a part of who I am. And I try to work on myself every single day, but some mental health days are just worse off than others. Um, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. And like me and Shreya talked about in my minority mental health episode, empathy starts at home. And usually boys are taught to be tough and not show emotions which leads to a lot of unempathetic men that don't recognize that they need to care for mental health within themselves and let alone in other people and the same thing happens to some women too but i'm in particularly talking about men not being taught about empathy growing up because there has always been that stereotype of men having to be strong and when people are taught to not feel emotion and show emotion and are taught that crying is weak and stuff like that, it leads into a negative effect. And parents shouldn't teach this because that leads to raising people into adults that lack empathy. And if you lack empathy for others, you become kind of heartless um, to the ones around you and the ones that support you. And you don't have to cry about everything to deal with emotion, but you do need to allow yourself to feel your emotion and acknowledge it and figure out a way to cope with it and use it as a way to grow into a better person. My exes and even some of my old friends, like they just never wrapped their head around that concept, which is what made us just clash altogether. But I feel like that is such an important concept that you have to get if you're gonna be in a relationship or have a genuine friendship with someone. Another thing that has been normalized and some people actually think it's funny when, you know, you ghost someone and that's just such a toxic behavior and it isn't only toxic, but it's just really rude and hurtful. So ghosting is when you end a relationship out of nowhere without telling the person like you just literally just cut them off all communication, cut off all communication with them out of the blue with no explanation or warning. And my recent ex, he did that to me and it was extremely hurtful because if you genuinely care about someone, why not just give them the respect to be like, I'm no longer interested in this relationship. That would be the mature thing to do. 
And this is why I keep saying Gen Z needs to learn how to have better communication skills. I also think people need to be prepared for sacrifices in relationships. I think a lot of people think relationships are a piece of cake until y'all actually hit a wall. And my last relationship ultimately ended because my ex couldn't handle the fact that all of a sudden, due to the coronavirus, our relationship had to turn into long distance. And he eventually let me know that after he had went ghost for like a week. And to me, I don't know, the long distance thing wasn't a deal breaker because I knew it was temporary long distance and I knew it was out of both of our control, but he just insisted that he couldn't be in a relationship anymore. And I just think that people have to think about those sacrifices they're willing to make before wasting people's times. And like, of course, neither one of us could have predicted that the coronavirus was, was gonna shut down our campus and he would have to fly home. And by the way, his home was like 12 hours away, but still like the fact that you're punishing me is for something that's out of both of our control. It was just immature and you shouldn't have gotten a relationship if you're not willing to make sacrifices. Anyways, I thought dating in college would be easier since you have more freedom than when you're dating in high school, but I feel like dating in college is just as hard. When you're dating someone in high school, you get to spend a lot of time with them before school, during breaks, when walking between classes, and during lunch and after school. Y'all can go to football and basketball games together. And high schools are only so big, so like you can find someone to date or you bump into your significant other more than you would in college. In college, if you go to school, if you go to a school that's as big as UF, it's very hard to find someone to date unless it's through social media. But as far as being able to just walk the campus or attend certain events and think you can find someone, it's not that easy at all. At least it hasn't been for me. Also in college, yeah, you have more freedom and you can go to games and events with your significant other or whatever, but college is a lot more work and it has a lot more work and it's a lot more intensive than high school so you have to find time to make your schedules work and also there are so many people that came into the college with the mindset of i'm still young i want to be free and live my best life i don't want to commit so that alone is a roadblock and also again with the campus as big as uf there are so many people like for a person to choose from and it's hard to make a person catch their eyes only for you when there's just so many distractions around them. And it's also hard dating in college because for me, I no longer want to have a relationship with a guy that doesn't have the same ambition as me. I feel like the past guys that I've dated didn't really have a passion or the ones that they did have, they weren't as ambitious about it. And I just need someone who is just as hungry to reach their goals as me because I want to be on an equal playing field. I want someone who matches my energy and that should be normalized, being with people that match your energy, not drain it. But you know, high school and college is not all about dating. Just live your life, make some great memories, focus on your studies, but still go out and enjoy yourself and what is meant to be will come to you. And I've been learning that along the way. I haven't learned in the easiest ways, but I'm learning and growing and prospering. And I saved this toxic behavior trait for the end of this segment because this is very important. This is a very important one that I feel like has been normalized and it most definitely should not be. 
We have to stop normalizing holding a relationship hostage. Holding a relationship hostage, it means to basically threaten your significant other if they leave you. And whether that's with them threatening to kill themselves or threatening to kill you, it's manipulative and isn't fair to the other person. And me and my parents, we say this all the time. We want a person to love us enough to let us go. Love a person enough to just let them go. Don't try to threaten suicide. Don't try to threaten killing them either. Because there are some people that really get to that point where they're just like, well, if I can't have you, no one will. And they try to take you out. Listen, it's never that deep. I promise you there is someone out there for everyone. Even if in the moment it feels like your, spe your specific person is the only one for you, I promise they are not and you will find your person one day or they will find you. And if you and the person you just broke up with or they broke up with you, if y'all really were meant to be, life has a funny way of bringing people back together. But not every person you date is the one. Some people really are not meant to be and that just needs to be accepted. And just like how me and Shreya talked about in my mental health episode, joking about suicide is never okay and it should have never been normalized. Threatening a person saying you're going to kill yourself if they leave you is not okay at all. I've had someone do that to me and I know other people who have had it done to them as well. And it's so stressful because it's like, this person is trying to force you or guilt trip you into staying with them and that isn't okay to do at all. And if you are genuinely feeling suicidal after a breakup, then seek help immediately because I promise you it isn't worth losing your life over. I completely understand having a hard time with letting go of people. As I mentioned briefly in my minority mental health episode, I had to, I had to go to counseling due to having attachment issues with my mom. And my mom, like she literally could not be gone for more than 15 minutes without me calling her phone back to back to see if she was safe. And those attachment issues stemmed from people close to me losing their moms at young ages. So I just thought that would happen to me too. So I never wanted my mom to go anywhere without me because I thought that she was gonna die too. Uh, and I just, you know, as I got older, I got better with that, but I think those attachment issues started to flow into being attached to other people because I just always thought like, what if when me and this person cut ties with each other, they die, I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. But I had to realize I was putting too much pressure on myself and that letting go what is draining my happiness and energy is necessary for my mental health. So I of all people definitely get the struggles of letting go, but just remember life goes on. There was a life before this person and there will be life after this person. Do not settle for toxic behaviors just because they are normalized in our society today. Know when enough is enough and take back your power. This leads me into discussing the interesting headline and topic segment of this episode. So, <laughs> Since the first day of August is about to start in two days, we might as well talk about my boy, August Alcina, to give it a good start. So I know everyone has pretty much heard about R&B singer August Alcina and his quote unquote entanglement with actress Jada Pinkett Smith, who is also the wife of famous actor Will Smith. Now, let me just tell y'all, give you some background 
August Alsina has been my everything since I was 13 years old. Like I was obsessed with him. He is the first concert I ever went to. When he came to my city, I was going crazy trying to get someone to buy me tickets and I got them. And I was all the way up in the balcony so I couldn't really see him good, but I was still crying and losing it as if I could see him. And even like after we left, my mom was a real one and she was like driving around. We were trying to find his tour bus. We were being a little stalker crazy, but I was like, oh my God, like we gotta see him. But then we were like, okay, like no, we need to go before we get kicked out. But yeah, so, um, but then like two months after that concert, to make up for having such, you know, not the greatest seats, my parents, they got me tickets to see him in concert front row and center. And I was crying and singing my whole heart away the entire night. That was like one of the best nights ever. And I was just like, I am a true ride or die fan. But to see him in this type of light has been so disappointing. Like just to know that like, you know, he was known to a good group of people, but not like everybody knew who August Alcina was. Like that wasn't just like a common household name. So now he is a common household name, but not for something good. And that makes me really sad for him because no, he, no. <laughs> and that's just what, honestly, this situation with them is what low-key even made me create an episode about toxic relationships. But, I just want to say I feel like Jada and August were both wrong and it doesn't matter if Jada said her and Will were separated you were still legally married and on top of that you took advantage of a young man who was seeking guidance and mentorship from you I could go on and on about August's background story because I just know his whole life um <laughs> but he has gone through a lot like a lot in his life and he has never really had the best guidance so I feel like you know he looked at Jada and Will as people to take him under his wing and it was just taken advantage of and that wasn't okay and if the tables were reversed and it was a man that did this it would be the end of the world so this isn't okay that Jada gets like basically a hand clap of praise for doing this and I had a hard time as much as I love August, I had a hard time at first feeling sympathy for him because you openly signed up to be in a relationship with a woman that you knew was still married. So what exactly did you expect to get out of that? And it was a little frustrating seeing all the sympathy everybody had for Will, but when it comes to women being on the short end of the stick in this situation, everyone bashes her and says she should have known it was coming. But at the end of the day, Jada and August were dead wrong and it just really low-key hurt to see someone who I've been such a big fan of since middle school be all over the internet for something like this. Like even my family and friends who know my everlasting love for August Alcina was texting me and checking in on me as if I know him in real life. Like it was so, it was crazy. But anyways, I don't think that people on the internet are any better than them by making fun of August and Will. That just isn't fair. People forget that men and celebrities, like they still have real feelings and they still have past trauma. So by mocking them for it, it's not okay at all. But I will say that I am very disappointed in the way August is handling it by making a song titled entanglement and everything like I understand he's trying to make the best out of the situation but there is so 
but that's just so immature and everyone involved is just too old to even be caught up in this type of drama and i saw even jada and will like when they did their red table talk they were trying to make light out of it by saying we ride together we die together bad marriage for life what I'm sorry, but no, this whole situation is beyond toxic. This is what I'm talking about when I say don't be afraid to just move on because that Jada and like whatever Jada and Will Smith got going on is not it. And that's beyond toxic and unhealthy. And the fact that the internet is rooting it on and normalizing it makes me so worried for our future. But people really do have to work on being more empathetic towards celebrities because they are people too with real feelings and words can go a long way. And I don't think people should be so quick to judge when they have skeletons in their closet too. The only difference between other people's secret skeletons and celebrity secret skeletons is that theirs are out for the world to see. But let's be real, if regular people's skeletons were blasted to the world, it wouldn't be looking too good for them either. So we need to like just stop pointing the fingers at people. But one thing I definitely learned, like I mentioned earlier, is like never to idolize celebrities. That's one of the biggest things that I got out of this situation. Um, to never idolize celebrities or think someone is goals or relationship goals because you just never know what is going on behind closed doors. And this situation really showed me that because never in a million years did I think August had all of this going on in his life. In this segment, I also wanted to bring up how the rapper NLE Choppa made a post basically saying people need to teach their daughters to dress appropriately. And I just thought that that was very toxic. And I feel like people who are in relationships, they try to dictate what their partner wears. And well, not in every relationship, but in the relationships that do have that, I feel like that's toxic and it shouldn't be normalized. Of course, I don't believe in people walking out the house like half naked but i also don't believe in women being told that they need to dress this way with not one bit of skin showing just because there are creepy men out there how about the narrative changes to teach your sons how to not be predators it is important to teach your daughters how to carry themselves well but it's equally important to teach your son that women are not just an object and that you like are entitled to have you know treat them like human beings no matter what they have on lastly an interesting topic that i thought would be really really fitting to include in this episode is about 50 50 relationships i know it has been normalized that the man pays for everything and if it and if it is the woman's quote-unquote turn to pay for the date she should give him the money prior to it to make it seem like he's paying and also it has been normalized that a woman's job is to clean and cook i always found like just the whole dynamic of this topic to be interesting because i believe relationships should be 50 50 especially if both people in the relationship have jobs if we both have jobs why is it that i'm the only one coming home to cook and clean i definitely think that duties around the house and in life like in a relationship it should be shared between you and your partner and i also think there's nothing wrong with a woman paying for the date every now and then if you make money just like your man makes money why can't you treat him sometimes a man deserves to get treated too or even if it's something as simple as 
one of y'all pay for the movie tickets and snacks at the movies and the other one pays for dinner later on that night. I feel like that can make a healthier relationship because it shows teamwork and not just one person pulling all of the weight. Now into the inspirational segment. The Motivation Monday quote of the week was, don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. Upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. I found this quote to be so fitting for this episode because why would you downgrade your dreams to fit the reality of a toxic relationship when you could just get up and move on to greater? Upgrade your lifestyle from any toxic situations or any negative situations that you're facing so it can match the goals that you're trying to reach. I also thought the Truthful Tuesday post was really good with this episode as well. In my Truthful Tuesday post, it said, you have to embrace being alone. I touched on this earlier in the episode, but I'll reiterate that it is so crucial to find alone time. If you don't learn to love yourself and learn to find yourself, then how do you expect someone else to do it for you? We have to stop normalizing things like the phrase, um, you complete me, stuff like that. Because phrases like that basically imply you don't feel complete without that person. And you should never allow yourself to get to a place in life where you feel like you have to lean on someone constantly. You can have relationships and connections while still embracing you time and having independence. Being alone allows you to get to know yourself as the complete person that you already are. You don't need someone else to do that for you. Go into all of your relationships as, you know, two whole people, not two half people. To wrap up this episode, I just want to say that we as a society have to work on not normalizing things that are unacceptable, and in this case, that is toxic behaviors and relationships. We as Gen Z have younger people looking up to us, so we don't want to continue making a negative domino effect of bad behavior that will carry on for more and more generations. If you are dealing with a toxic situation, just know that better will come if you just allow yourself to let go. Know your worth and know that you don't need to rely on a man or rely on a woman to make you feel worthy. Know when is when. And it isn't going to always be easy, but you'll definitely feel free and sane when you realize how bounded you were in that toxic situation that you left. That is all for today's episode of Talks with Tatiana. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Talks with Tatiana underscore on Facebook at Talks with Tatiana and on Twitter at Talk with Tatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind and keep fighting the good fight.